everyone. I'm Emily Lavender, and welcome back to the Forever Marriage Podcast. Forever Marriage at Lakewood exists to strengthen families by helping couples discover God's design for marriage. Uh, joining me again today are Scott and Dawn Smith. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Emily. Hey, Hello. Emily. Good morning. Thank you all for being here. It's good to be here. So today we are on episode 22, um, and we are still in the book of Ephesians the last two episodes, um, we were in chapter four of Ephesians, and Scott and Dawn um, looked at how to resolve conflict from chapter four. So if you missed that episode, you can find that on our website at forevermarriage.org. But today we're going to look at chapter five, um, and Paul has a lot to say um, to the Christian household and how wives and husbands are to conduct themselves in the home. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys, and we're going to look at um, mutual submission marriage. Yeah, thank you, Emily. We're going to look at specifically Ephesians chapter 5. So if you're in your car or at your home and you're listening and you can just pull up your device, if you're in your car, don't pull it up, just listen. But (laughs) if you're at home, uh, open your Bible or pull up your device to Ephesians chapter 5. And honey, I'm going to let you read if you don't mind. We'll just pick up midway through chapter 5 at verse 15, which will take us contextually through the end of 33, but we'll set up what we're going to be talking about from verse 21 with mutual submission. Okay, so this is Ephesians 5. We're going to start in verse 15. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should, be, should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ in the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Thank you, hon. Mm-hmm. You know, as we as I'm listening to you, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about weddings that we have been a part of, maybe have many, pref- many, yeah, many weddings. Of them. Just one for us. But, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but many that we have been a part of. That's right. And obviously, as you were reading, um, folks who were listening probably think, well, I've heard that passage read numerous times uh, at a wedding. We obviously pick up. In verse 22, wives, be subject to your husbands, submit to your husbands. In verse 25, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. 
And so we get into kind of this this role that these roles that Paul is establishing for us in a biblical marriage of roles for the wives, how they are to function under the headship of their husband and husband's roles to their wives as they're to lead lovingly and honoring uh, their wives as Christ loved the church. But, you know, Dawn, you and I have talked about this for quite a number of years as really this whole idea of verse 21, um, Paul says, I'm reading from the New American Standard. He says, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. The NIV that you just read says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. You and I have talked about for quite some time this idea, yes, of course, you and I are husband and wife, but we're first and foremost uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Kind of flesh that out a little well, bit. Well, in, in, we've talked about this as along as we have looked at the book of Ephesians, is that Paul is intentional about how he writes his letter, that he's really he's writing it to the broad context of this young church first. He's given, mm-hmm. he's given encouragement and instruction to the whole body, and he really starts out the whole book by really establishing their importance, their identity mm-hmm. in, in Christ, their value to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes really no distinction about um, what we would see here in in submission or somebody being under somebody else. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make any of that distinction until mm-hmm. he gets all the way over here to the end of chapter, to the middle of chapter five. So it's important to understand that first because a lot of times when we hear these verses, we pull it out as... Um, like a cherry we just cherry pick it out and yeah. then we don't like it yeah. and so when you take something out of context like that we are we're gonna we're gonna not handle rightly God's word when we just mm-hmm. take things out of context that way but it lays a this lays a great foundation for us to practice something that's really challenging for us which is practicing submission so let me ask both of you, Dawn and Emily, why, because this has been, you and I, well, Dawn, you and I have been a part of the Universal Church, the Big C Church, not just Lakewood. We've been here for 20 years, but a part of the church uh, since, gosh, since the 80s, so literally close to 40 years now. And even within the church, there has been this apparent misunderstanding and at times even some kind of resistance and push back to this idea of submission. Why, why do y'all think that is? I'm asking both of you. One, there's been abuse of power. Sure. It's, you know, and I think that we have seen abuse of power over, I mean, since the beginning, since the fall. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. we have seen mishandling of power. Mm-hmm. And so there's a reluctance to cooperate um, with uh, the ideas of the scripture when it comes to submission because we don't want to be a victim of that abuse of power. Mm -hmm. We also understand that because of our fallenness, we desire power. We like to have control. And so there's a resistance to participate or to obey the scriptures when it comes to submission or to even try to understand it further because we we would like we want to possess the control in the relationships that we're in, even if it's in church relationships. So you would say that that is both that's not just a male thing 
or a female th- it's it's both and in that what I'm hearing you say is that this resistance to submission, whether it's me as a male, you as a female, is that we don't like not being in control. Or being controlled. Or being controlled. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. We were talking about it this morning with my men's group, this whole idea. I, they didn't even know we were going to be recording this today. But we were talking about it and really us as men I, I, th- I think this this idea of submission came alive to me in the early 90s when God started getting a hold of my heart in, in terms of how I was leading you, because I was leading you, if I'm being honest, at that time from a largely dominant, domineering, condescending kind of way. Um, and But when God started began opening my eyes to my sinful patterns that I just described. He began opening my heart to a a willingness and a desire to lead you differently. It was not really through verse 21, but through Philippians 2, 3, and 4, where he began speaking to my heart, Scott, I want you to begin to regard Dawn as more important than yourself. And so, and we'll get to this along the way, either in this episode or the next one, but this whole idea of, of submission to one another, how it is, it, it is a, it comes down to how we actually regard one another. So let me ask you both, and Emily, you chime in too. Okay. When, when listeners, or just the world, let's not just think in the church world, but just when people, because we, we know people from literally around the world listen to this podcast, which is so weird to me, but um, <laughs> I, I'm thankful, but it's it just a uh, hello world, wherever you are, but you listen. So I'm, I'm asking Dawn and Emily, but I want you to be thinking about it if you're listening. When you hear that word submission, what comes to mind? Hmm. I mean, I think like what you were saying, Don, just in our sin nature, like we want to be right. We want to be in control. And I think there's a negative connotation with the word submission in our day and age. Um, and that kind of feeds into our, our, our sin nature, too. We, we want to be the one to do what we want to do. We don't want to listen to someone else or do it their way but it but it really has a lot to do with trust too because I mean Mm -hmm. if we're trusting God's design and authority structure um we're safe in that like so if if we're not submitting ourselves to one another out of reverence for Christ we're really not trusting his his design and his Mm -hmm. his plan um for for marriage or for relationship yeah that's right and if you if you think about it if there is no need or necessity for submission in a in a in the church or in our society let's just talk about in our society that mm-hmm. means there is no order anywhere yeah, that's right mm-hmm. and so whenever humanity is there is no order structure around humanity mm-hmm. there is chaos there's a breakdown of um the fabric of that society mm-hmm. so you can't really have order um without the practice of submission somewhere along the way Mm -hmm. yeah so it's important for us to understand we if we don't have order then we are embracing a level of chaos in our life Mm -hmm. and that never lends itself to health and so that's why for the church 
Paul is really writing here, and he starts by saying, um, submit to one another. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, first of all, he's laid out that Christ is the head of the church, that he's supreme in all things. I mean, he's laid all of these things out. So he's setting us up to understand order and the health of what order is. And then he talks about now how do we relate to one another is Mm -hmm. to submit to one another uh, out of reverence out of awe, out of lifting up of Christ, that there is there is an upward uh, personhood in in the structure of the church, and that is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we practice a, some mutual submission out of the order that Christ brings to the church. Yeah, I'm going to tie together both of y'all's ideas and with, with this idea of order and and really trusting God, Emily, that you talked about. Um, you know, we, we're here in the U.S., we've, we've just gone through a national election to elect our next president for the next four years. And as you were talking, Emily, and it's very interesting, this came up in our conversation this morning with my men's group, is we are within the church to submit to one another, but we as believers, as Paul tells us in Romans 13, are to submit to those in, in authority over us. He says it this way in Romans 13.1. Let every person be in subjection, in other words, to submit to governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. So when we think about this whole idea of order and structure, it comes down, Emily, really to what you're saying is, do I believe that this person who has authority over me, whether it's the incoming president whether it's it's my my boss, whether it's my husband, whether it's my pastor, whether whoever it might be, do I believe that they are there by God's design and structure and order? And I am I to your point, Emily, am I willing to trust God and to submit to his authority with this person as my authority? Now, um, I want to get, let's just kind of work through this a little bit, because I want to finish this episode, Dawn, with Jesus's ability to um, submit himself to imperfect authority. But before we get there, let's, let's just kind of walk through some of the cultural distinctives when we're thinking about submission. First of all, is that our, cultural, our culture tends to view submission negatively it's most often seen as me lording over you or you lording over me to press me down but really when we think guys in this idea as Paul's talking about in verse 21 and really in Romans 13 1 when we're talking about uh, submitting to the authority that God has placed over us biblical submission is not me lording over you or you lording over me to press me down biblical submission says I am coming under you I'm not coming over you I'm coming under you to lift you up in other words when I do a wedding I would say this when I'm encouraging a husband and wife to mutually submit to one another I'm encouraging both of them, not just the wife, but the husband to come under your partner to lift them up. In essence, you're saying, I'm coming under you. I want for you, I want you to experience the fullness of God in your life. I want for you what God wants for you. 
And one of the things, guys, that I have found is when a husband is lovingly leading his wife like that, and we'll get to this in the next episode when we start looking at how Jesus led the church, when a husband is lovingly considering his wife as more important than himself, he's honoring her, he's caring for her, he's, he's loving her as Christ loves the church. I can't help believe most women that I have encountered over 20-something years of ministry are going to willingly fall in line and follow that man who she trusts, to use your word, Emily, she trusts, wants what's best for her, and is pursuing what's best mm-hmm. for her. Now, I want to, let's finish up here, hon, and then we'll come back in the next episode and pick up some realities about sub- submission. But when we talk about this idea of what Scripture teaches us about how Jesus was submissive in his own life, what were some of your reflections on that? Well, I personally find great comfort in it because I feel like, you know, the topic of submission is something women grapple with a lot more, I think. Not that men don't, but I feel like for us, it's a big topic Mm -hmm. in our world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so for, you know, for women who want to who really want to be able not to just struggle well in this but really want to thrive want to really understand it for what it is I think um, understanding Christ walked this road of submission modeled Mm -hmm. it for us um, is so good for me it was good for me I mean if we think about Christ was born um, we're talking about um the the recent presidential election Mm -hmm. christ was born under evil (laughs) authority that you know made a determination they they were so in uh, he was so insecure that he ordered for all the babies to be killed and we don't live in that kind of society Mm -hmm. right now and so you know we we can willingly come under our authority we're not under the penalty you know threat my babies aren't under my baby boys Mm -hmm. you know because they're so insecure but but jesus was born under that that's That's the and he was raised under roman government which was Mm -hmm. an uh uh, godless um you know uh, authority very very evil he was raised by parents who were his mother was a teenager Mm -hmm. you know he was born (laughs) under two um, parents who were very young um and so imagine if you will being the all-knowing son of god and being raised under you know with the in the community of jewish people who were not perfect um two parents who were very young but the scripture says he grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with god and man that's how it described his childhood so Mm -hmm. he came under their authority he was raised as a jewish boy so he would have gone to the temple he would have heard the teachers teaching about the law um he would have he would have been able to identify uh, even when they were maybe not handling it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet he put himself mm-hmm. under those things. So ultimately, watching uh, and observing, to me, the greatest picture of what submission looks like mm-hmm. it, uh, was as Christ uh, faced the cross and mm-hmm. grappling and wrestling in the garden with what he knew was going to be um, what the next few hours, the next few days were going to be like. Asking the Father, 
uh, is there any way that this could pass from me? Um, ultimately understanding that no, this was the cup that was before him, that he, he would submit himself to the Father's will, which was to submit to imperfect earthly mm-hmm. authority. So he would put himself in the hands of people who would ultimately take his life. But when we talk about submission, and we, we tend to think that submission is the going down, there you stay, there you go, and there you stay. Mm-hmm. Biblical submission is not like that. Mm-hmm. There is a raising right. on the other side. It's evidenced in the life of Christ that for the joy set before him, he endured the shame of the cross, and he was raised on the third day. But there is always, from when I view Scripture, there is a there is more in the raising mm-hmm. than there was in the going down. Yeah. So, for example, Christ, and if we come all the way back to Ephesians chapter 2, we can see what this is like. Mm-hmm. If we read um, beginning in verse 4, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us, us mm. up with Christ mm. and seated us, uh, seated us in the heavenlies, heavenly realms in Jesus Christ with him. So we can see that not only was Christ raised, mm-hmm. we were raised. Yeah, that's right. That there is something that happens when we um, submit in faith, that we follow um the leading of the holy spirit when we are asked or when we you know when we are we know it's time to submit to come under that leadership in faith we know that it's not maybe just you lifting me up or me lifting mm-hmm. you up it is god lifting mm-hmm. us right. up and yeah. there is generally more in that raising than what goes down in the first place yeah mm-hmm. yeah peter puts it this way and we were talking about this this morning in our group First Peter 5, 6 says it this way. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. So as we begin winding down this episode, I want to just give some encouragements to you. As Dawn has just said, guys, uh, each of us in this life, on this side of heaven, are going to live our lives under imperfect authorities. Uh, whether it's this, if you're a man driving to work right now or driving on the way from work right now and you're thinking about your day at work and your boss and your uh, district supervisor, the people that you are under, I'm sure you can grumble and complain about their leadership. And I'm sure if you have flesh patterns like me, you've probably thought, I could do it better. There's a better way to do it. And if we're honest with ourselves, I'm speaking to men right now, that is a flesh pattern of pride within us that God is challenging us. Are we willing to humble ourselves? Jesus, who was fully God and fully man, humbled himself and put himself under imperfect authority. He actually did know better. But he still submitted himself to the imperfect authorities that God put him under. And if he was willing to do it, how much more so should you and I as men? Now, let me speak to the ladies. Uh, Ladies, I'm sure there's some who are listening who are married to husbands. I'm quite confident if he's like me, he is imperfect in his leading of you. 
And there are times that you wish he would lead you better. He would be more loving. He would be more nurturing. He would be more caring. He would be more attentive. And there are times maybe when he's attempting to lead your children that you're thinking, I wouldn't have done it that way. I wish he would have said it this way. Let me just encourage you, as Emily said earlier, God has you where you are right now. I'm, I'm sure your husband is not perfect. There's no, there is no perfect husband except God the Father himself. Uh, but it, let me just encourage you and implore you to trust the Lord Now, when we come back in the next episode, we're going to talk about nine realities about mutual submission. There's some key points that Dawn's going to make in our next episode that you as a wife, I want to encourage you to come back and listen to because they're key points to understand as we're learning to walk this road of mutual submission. And I'll close it out here. Let's read Ephesians 5.21 one more time. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. There are going to be times, guys, both male and female, that we are called to submit to an imperfect authority that in our heart and mind has not earned it or deserved it. But if for no other reason we submit to them because of our love, reverence, and all for Christ. So I'm going to close us in prayer, and then, Emily, you can close us out. Father, I pray for our friends who are listening whether they're listening here in Georgia, they're listening around the southern states of the U.S., or they're listening from another country around the world. I pray that whatever truths were shared here today, especially your word, Lord, we know that it's living, it's active, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow. And Lord, it's able to judge the thoughts and intentions of our heart. I pray, Lord, that your word would penetrate us, that from your word we would allow it to lead and guide and direct the, the steps of our feet. And that is our prayer, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. I'm just, Don. thank you for starting off the discussion before we even dove right into it, just by saying that Paul sets up who we are in Christ. Yeah. Like, none of this is possible apart from what he's done for us and living in that reality. So I think we would all do well to just really meditate and consider just the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like we can't submit to one another and we won't do it perfectly, but we we certainly can't apart from his working power within us. So thank you guys so much. And we'll be back with another episode of the Forever Marriage Podcast.